Thank you, Sean. What a great welcome. So, uh, if you've got a Bible, you're going to go to the book of Job. And it's spelled J-O-B. So if you find the book of Job, it's actually pronounced Job. So we're going to go there. So if you've got your Bible, you're going to open it up in the middle. Right, open up in the middle and you find the book of Psalms or spelt Psalms. So it's pronounced Psalms, but it's got a silent P at the start. So you open up your book and then you chuck a left. Directly you chuck a left and you find the book of Job. And we're going to go to chapter 42. Does that make sense? Bible in the center, Psalms, chuck a left, you'll find the book of Job. It's Father's Day, yes? Happy Father's Day to our dads. We're all here because we have a father. Without a father, we don't exist. So thank you to our fathers, yes? Now the Bible is very clear. Why do we have Father's Day? It's to honor our fathers. Some people could be a bit negative, be like, oh, so, so companies and businesses can rip money off of us just as a way to make money. But we do it, we give to our dads because we want to honor our fathers. Do we have an agreement in this place? And as Christians, we do because the Bible tells us so. Um, we see in Deuteronomy, in Exodus, there's a thing called the Ten Commandments. And one of them is to honor your mother and father or honor your parents. Love them. And then in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, it then takes it a step further and it tells us like this commandment is the only commandment with a promise. And that promise is that life will be minging, as Leanna likes to say, or life would be good, life will be blessed if we honor our parents. And so we give to our parents because we want to honor them. Does that make sense? And so I saw a great quote this week. I think um, Amy is going to chuck it up there. From Ben Prescott. You can tell I screenshot it from Instagram. It says, sometimes you have to be kind to others, not because they're nice, but because you are. Can you tell the person beside you, you are nice. You are nice. So sometimes, I'll say it again, sometimes you have to be kind to others, not because they're nice, but because you are. And for some of us here, we may have the worst dad. We may have the worst mum. They might have done things that are not nice, not kind. But as a Christian, we've got to go, you know what? We honour them, not because they deserve it, but because we are honourers. Does that make sense? So sometimes we've got to treat and love people with love because it's, we're a greater person on the inside than what they deserve because that's what honouring does. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, yeah, we want to honour because that's who we are. Now, I'm all about equality, so I'm going to tell a story about how I honoured my mother. Is that all right? So my mum is awesome. And so when I was in high school, believe it or not, I went to high school and I passed year 12. Um, I didn't get one, I didn't get one B. I got, uh, no, I did. I think I got a few Bs, but I, definitely, I was definitely not an A+. Plus. Yeah, I definitely wasn't the all A's, but it's like, you know, I didn't get one B, I got all A's, and I'm the opposite. No, that's all right. So, so my mum, I'm in high school and mum could trust me in the kitchen. I wouldn't say I'm the world's best cook, but mum trusts me in the kitchen. She says, hey, Josh. We're cooking some spuds, or roast potatoes, right? So I don't know how well you can see this, but i got some spuds on an oven tray. So she says, see these potatoes? I'm putting them in the oven. Josh, in half an hour, can you please turn the potatoes around? And me being an honouring... Oh, just before that. Um, Noah, as talking about honouring and giving gifts to their fathers, he gave his dad a half an onion wrapped up. What is that? Does anyone have a better gift to their father than that? Yep, what did you get, Scarlett? What did you get your dad? A painting. Oh, sweet. Or, or some of us here, a lot of us here, the eldest child. Well, if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't be a father. So it's like, I'm your gift. No, that's, no, okay. No. Well, that's funny. Guys. So back, sorry, back to my story. Sorry getting distracted. I wanted to see. I hope you all did something good for your fathers and honoured him. So mom tells me, see these potatoes? You can see the potatoes on my baking tray? See these potatoes here? 
Oh, yeah, look at that on the screen there. Can you smell it? That's just like delicious. Get these potatoes. In half an hour, I want you to turn the potatoes around. All right? 30 minutes later. So I went, all right, I love my mum. I'm going to honour her and I'm going to flip these bad boys around. So what do I do? You see that, you see that like delicious heavenly thing in that oven and you open up that tray. And you know when you get that, that, that beautiful of like hot steam in your face and you're like, you know what I mean? You're just getting that full thing. Then you, you be wise and you get the mitt or something or a, or a paper towel, no, a paper towel, a, what do you call it? Like a head, hand dryer? What, what, what you whip people with? What's it called? No, no, that's, no, you can use an oven mitt. Tea towel. Oh, there we go. You get your tea towel, oven mitt, you pull out this, the tray, because you don't want to burn your hand, obviously. Put it out on the, I guess, on top of the oven, and you start flipping your potatoes around, right? Flip it. You don't want it to burn. Flip it. Flip it. So you get your tongs, your crab claw, because you don't want to, like get your potato rock, keep flipping them, keep flipping them, mm. right? And so I, I've, I'm halfway through flipping these potatoes, and the mum comes and look at me and goes, "Josh, what are you doing?" I'm like, "What do you mean? I'm being a good son. I'm honouring you. I'm doing the job. I'm flipping the potatoes around." But what mum's what mum said is not what what I heard. She said, "So I was flipping the potatoes around," but she said, "No, Josh, 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 Josh. The oven, the glass on the front gets hot." And it cooks the front side more than the back side. So I wanted you just to turn the tray around. And I thought, well, you told me to turn the potatoes around. I thought you meant flip each individual one, not just turn the tray around, right? Does anyone want, a, want one of my pre-cooked potatoes? Yeah. Anyone? Here you go. Grab, grab a potato. Grab a potato, a.k.a. Oreo. Can you know, just hand them around for me? So grab yourself a potato. So we see my story. What my mum said is not what I heard, right? Does that make sense? Has anyone been in a position like that where what you were told and what you did was different? It was similar but different. And so, <laughs> um, um, yeah, she, and so I got a miscommunication by what happened. So um, we're going to now look at that, if you have in your Bible, that Job chapter 42, and we're going to read verses 7 to 9. So it says this, After the Lord had finished speaking to Job, he said to um, Eliphaz, I am angry with you and your two friends, for you have not spoken accurately about me, as my servant Job has. So take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer a burnt offering for yourselves. My servant Job will pray for you and I will accept his prayer on your behalf. I will not treat you as you deserve. Very interesting point there. They weren't in a good place. God was angry with them, but he says, you know what? I'm not going to treat you as you deserve because God's a good God. And then continuing on, for you have not spoken accurately about me as my servant Job has. So Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar, there's some cool names, did as the Lord commanded them and the Lord accepted Job's prayer. All right, why don't you close your eyes? We're going to pray and seek God right now. So God, we just thank you for the time of worship we've just had. We thank you that we've been able to come together as a youth ministry and meet and give glory to you. We thank you for our fathers and may we continue to be people that can honour them and bless them because we are the unhonouring person. But ultimately, God, we pray that we leave this message tonight knowing you better, having our, our eyes open to things we haven't see, seen before, things we haven't heard before. And we just believe, God, that we can live a life that honours you because you are calling us to a high standard. And we all agreed, yes? We all agreed. 
So for those that don't know much about Job, I've spoken about this before. Check out the One Youth podcast, One Youth Essay, and you'll find one about Job's horrible, uh, Job and the horrible, the ter- Job and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. And you, I, I sort of break it down a little bit more. Or you can read the whole book of Job. Either way, listen to it. But so the, the Job and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. So Job has this this terrible day, and we know his mates that we just read their names. It was like. Eliphaz, Bildad, and that, they come over and comfort him. And so, uh, so, and then we see that God is angry at Eliphaz and Co because they had not spoken accurately about who God is. And so some other translations would say, rather than saying it like that, they say, what you have said was not right or what you have said is not true. So they have spoken what was not right or what was not true about God knew. So another way, as Donald Trump would say, You've spoken false news about God. Does that make sense? So, so these guys were, were, were trying to comfort Job, but they had fake news, not the good news. Does that make sense? So um, Eliphaz and Co. had enough truth to be dangerous. I wanna, I'm going to say that again. Eliphaz and his co. had enough truth to be dangerous. So what they said wasn't wrong, but it wasn't correct either. Like me and the potato. What I did is what I heard, but it's not what was wanted. Does that make sense? It, they're very close. Turn the potatoes around. I thought it meant flip every individual potato. Mum meant just turn the tray around, Joshy boy. And so it's the same thing. What they were saying about God was it wasn't necessarily wrong, but it wasn't the truth and it wasn't accurately about God. And so uh, they said what they knew but that wasn't a reflection of who God truly is. And so we can know a lot about God, but we might not have the right reflection or the right painting or the right picture of who God is. It's all right. Sorry, guys. Sorry about that. My phone was telling me stuff. So some more background, though, so we can understand about Job. What they did and uh, what they say about what was, what, why was, because we can go, well, why was it wrong? What did they do? What did they say that was so wrong that made God angry with them? And so what, for those of us that know the story of Job, we see that Satan is chatting with God or the devil, right? Satan, devil, they're chatting with God and God's like, look at Job down here. So I guess they part the clouds and like, boo. And then we see, so, so get the picture. So God's looking down at earth, Satan, and then God's like, look at Job. What an awesome man Job is. He's like legit. And, and then, and can I tell you the truth? God looks at that for you. He looks through the clouds and says, look, there's Izzy, legend. Look, there's Sean, clutch. He goes, look, there's Jonty, a push bike rider. Look how good he is. Look at Alana. Look at that hairstyle. Mm. He says, look at Jasmine. I'm so proud of Jasmine. Look at Nikita. She, she's a champion. Look at Daniel. You can't play drums like that devil. Like, look at Daniel. You know what I mean? And he's going, and for all of us, he, he looks at us with love and value. He goes, you are a champion. So just like, so we see in this story, God is just bragging on Job and God brags on you. You've got to understand that. God brags on Maddie. He brags on Orlando. All of you, whoever I miss, God brags on you. You've got to pump your chest sometimes. You know what? God is proud of me, right? So God's bragging on Job and then Satan goes, ha, ha, ha. Well, Job's, you're only bragging on Job because you've blessed him so much. If you, don't, if you hadn't been blessing Job, he wouldn't be this champion. And so God goes, okay then, I'll let you test Job and we'll, and we'll see what happens. So God goes, you know what, yep, Satan, you test him and we'll see if, if my, my opinion on Job stays the same. 
And so then that's where the, this horrible, terrible, no good, very bad day happens. And what ha- we know the story that he, all his kids die. He had a heap of kids dead. Now, I don't know about you. I've seen people that lose one kid, and it is heartbreaking. But Job lost all of his kids one day. It's almost like a joke. So sad. Lost all, he lost his job same day. Gone. Lost his job. He loses. Um, he also, uh, his house burns down. Everything in his life that was normal, gone. And it's like, sweet nibblets. Oh, that doesn't make sense. But, you know, it's like, why? why? He's in this horrible, horrible situation but, and it, because Satan was testing him. Then it's interesting. Then obviously, these friends, um, uh, Eliphaz, Bildad, whatever, they hear about it and they go, all right, our friend's in a tough spot. We're going to come and seek, help him out and see what we can do to support him. So then they, so what happens is then, they, um, they, they, they've heard the terrible news of these events that have happened and they comfort him, but they basically say, this, and this is a conclusion, so if you read it, it's like 40 chapters of this, and basically sum it down into one sentence. They say, Job, you're a sinner and God is punishing you because of your sin. And so now we've got to understand God is a good God and because he's a good God, he's a good judge, he punishes wickedness. And unfortunately, we are all sinners. And then we, obviously if we go to the New Testament, we find Jesus. Jesus dealt with that sin issue. But we got to, so then we understand God's a good God. He judges wickedness. He judges sin. And then he, tran, he goes, these, these, these three mates of Job go, well, you're a sinner. And because of your sin, God is judging you. And then, but that's not actually the case. We've known the background. It was Satan attacking Job, not God. And so it's really quite sad because God, um, we, uh, because so his friends were saying the attacks of Satan are the plans of God. And, that's so, and so we know that's so not true. God wasn't going, how can I wreck Job's life? That was Satan. And so, we got to be, and so it's dangerous territory when we twist what we know about God in that circumstance. And so um, I made a mistake with potatoes, but we don't want to do that with God. I made a simple mistake by getting a, a little bit of clarity wrong with the potatoes, but I do not want to be getting my clarity wrong with God because it is so, it's so risky. And so the question we've got to ask ourselves today is, are we painting a false picture? Like when it comes to El- like Elphaz, what he had to say, well, am I painting a face picture of God? Because he was. He was saying, God's this God of smiting, evil stuff, saying, yep, God's just punishing you, Job. God- but it wasn't the truth. God does punish evil, but he wasn't doing it to, in Job's circumstance. And so we've got to ask the question then is, well, how do I measure God? What, what, what is the measure of God in my life? Um, so some examples you can hear people talking about, well, um, is God just a God of smiting people? He kills everyone. He just smites. And then you go, oh, no, no, God's a God of love. God's, and it's like, well, who is, how do I measure? Do I measure God as this evil smiter or do I measure God as a loving, kind God. Another thing, people go, well, God's just a fairy tale. He's just like Santa Claus, the tooth fairy, the Easter bunny. Sorry if, I, if you didn't realize that. Some people say God's just a creator God, like that he created everything, the heavens and the, everything we see, the earth, us. And so people have different measures of who they think God is. But we've got to know, well, who, who, how do I measure God? Who is God to me in my life? And so a great song, we might hear a little bit later from Planet Boom. It's called Let Me Tell You. I don't know if you heard it like, King of Kings, 
Lord, there is no one like him. There is no one at all. Alpha and Omega. Right. That song, what Planet Boom did, is they basically tried to get so much about who Jesus is in the Bible and chuck it into a song. And that song is a great reflection or a great measure of how we can actually see, well, what does God look like? Who is God? That song is a biblical, has got so much Bible in it that helps us go, if we know what that song is, we have a good picture of who God is. And so then we continue to, and then another great measure of God is, is the Trinity. So we know that there's God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and then God the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, depending on how we want to say it. And so we believe God is three beings in one person. And so uh, to break that down a little bit, we believe that there's God the Father, then there's God the Son, Jesus. He comes on the earth because God is doesn't like sin and he doesn't like wickedness. Rather than us being like tortured by our wickedness, he goes, no, I've sent redemption to you via Jesus, right? But we see when Jesus is walking on the planet, healing here, healing there, healing everywhere. But then Jesus, being in a human body, what does that mean? We can only be in one place at one time because he had the Holy Spirit upon him. But then when Je- because then Jesus died and rose again, awesome, he, then the Holy Spirit was released upon us. So if we get baptized in the Holy Spirit, right, we get baptized in the Holy Spirit and that very power that got Jesus from being dead, alive again, is in us. So that means where Maddie goes, the Holy Spirit's there. That means where Emily goes, the Holy Spirit's there. That means wherever these feet go of mine, the Holy Spirit's there. And it's not there, it's in us. So just like Jesus could do miracles, the Holy Ghost is in us that we can do miracles and touch things and see God move in our lives, right? And so, but we got to, what the issue was with um, Eliphaz and co is that they knew God wrong. And it it wasn't just, sorry, that they knew God wrong, is they represented him wrong. That's, so that's the thing we've got to, what we look at. God wasn't necessarily upset that they, they didn't see God correctly because they kind of did. They represented him incorrectly. And so we've got to understand that the way we view God, the way we know God will actually be then reflected in how we live. And we want to be reflecting a good God, the, the true Jesus, the true Holy Spirit, because we know who the true Holy Spirit is. I don't want to be going around my life, my community, portraying a wrong view of Jesus or a wrong view of the Holy Spirit, I want to be like reflecting the true Jesus because that's what is right. Does that make sense? I, I want to honour my mum by flipping the tray around and I want to honour God by reflecting him of who he truly is. And so as a church, um, we have a vision statement to be a large, relevant church of mature believers who love our community, right? And so to be a mature believer means we know God and we represent him correctly, that we can speak accurately about God, that when we speak about God, we're we're not saying, you're a filthy, rotten sinner, that's why everything's going wrong in your life. No, God loves you, that's the attack of the enemy, and God's got better things in store for you. That's what the kind of attitude that we have. And so, does your life reflect and represent Jesus, or are you telling a fake news? Because I don't want to be a fake news Christian, I want to be a gospel Good news, Christian. Does that make sense in this place? I don't want to be that Christian just selling a fake news. Well, this, I kinda, I've kind of heard this in the Bible. I've kind of heard that in the Bible and make a messy theology. No, no, no. I want the gospel theology, the good news of Christ, and being sharing that in my world. Because when I know what God's done for me, when I know who God is, I know who I am, I will speak accurately about who God is. And I don't want to be in a position where I'm just going, well, I've heard this, I've heard that, and just speaking a mess that, that wrecks people. Does that make sense? And so um, there's a few different ways that we can 
know God in a greater way. So next week we have our release night, all right? So we're going to be bringing our Bibles and some notes because we're going to be studying the Bible. By studying the Bible in this book, we can find out who God is and see him accurately so then we can speak about him accurately. Does that make sense? So you might go, well, I don't know how to read the Bible. Great. That's why we come to a release night and we study it together and we can grow together. Another great way, get your Vision 180 magazine. Read that devotion day by day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And you go, you know what, God, I'm making a deposit in my life. I want to know a little bit more about you. I want to know a little bit more about your plans. I want to know a little bit more about how you've designed the earth so that I can speak accurately about you. Then you go, you know what, I'm in a good habit. I'm reading my 180 daily. Then you go, take the next step. Go the soul food reading. All right, I'm going to start reading the, the, the gospel readings. I'm going to start reading about the story of Jesus. Why? Because we want to learn how to, who God is accurately so we can speak about him accurately. Because we can hear a lot of good quotes. We can hear a lot of stuff. But is it truly who God is? Because I don't want God angry with me. Not that he would be. But I don't want to be speaking things that are so not of God that then can actually hurt people, not help people. Does that make sense? And so uh, to, in closing... There's some people in this room right now, if you want to close your eyes, maybe if the music team can just come up and play some tunes for us. There may be people right now, they go, you know what, Josh, I, would, I don't want to, sp-. you might be saying, you know what, Josh, I'm, honestly, I don't want to speak inaccurately about God. I want to have a clear perspective of who he is. I want to know what he looks like. I want to know what he sounds like. I want to do, when, when I speak, I want to speak clearly about who God is. And I believe that the first step Yes, as those steps I said before, get your 180, read your Bible. But the first step comes is when we go, you know what, Jesus? I want to know you as Lord of my life. I want you to be the king of my heart. I want you to be my first priority. I want you to be the reason why I wake up in the morning. And I believe the best way that can start is by praying a prayer. So I don't know, in, in, in all privacy, you might be in this position. You go, you know what, Josh? I want to make that decision today. I want to be, I want to... You may have said it before, but you don't, you've sort of lost the meaning in your heart. You know what, today I decide again. I want to make a commitment to follow Jesus for real. I want to know Him that I can speak of Him accurately. Would you just raise your hand in this, in this place if you go, you know what, today, yes, Josh, I want to make a decision to know Jesus in a real way to speak accurately of Him. Anyone in this place, you just simply go, you know what, Joshua, I want to know God better. I want to know God deeper. You just raise your hand and, I'll, and just on, you can put it back down again. Yep, I see those hands. All right, we're going to, um, we're going to, it's going to be a prayer on the screen and we're going to read that together. And we're going to, so why don't you stand up with me? You all stand up. So we just see this prayer. We're going to pray this prayer. We're going to believe it afresh. So can everyone say it with me? Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me and and I give you my life. I invite you to be my Lord and Saviour. Today I am born again and I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And so we see on that screen, those words that we've just prayed, if we truly believe and understand what we've prayed, we'll, we'll start to see God more clearly and we'll be able to start speaking of God more clearly that, you know what, doesn't matter what's happened in my past, God's got something brand new for me. And But you know what, the way we sharpen that up, we get in His Word, we get into prayer and we seek Him. So we're just going to sing um, that little bit of that song, I'm not here for a blessing, whatever it is, so if we can just go into that.